Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwich. Well, Gaffer, when you need a performance to do it at St Mary's like that in front of 2,800 Millwall fans and get three points, that's some start. Yeah, look, let's do the fans first, yeah, rather than talk about the group or whatever. Fan, brilliant. They came today to support their team. They came today knowing that they were going to get a Millwall-like performance. Um, um, so I can't praise them for carrying us through, especially during that second half. Stuck with the boys, believed in us. Um, and the, the reception they gave me was obviously outstanding, so I thank them for that. Um, and then the players, you know, credit goes to the players. You, you, you come here, you know you know Southampton want to dominate at least 75% possession. It was probably more than that today, I've got to be honest. Um, but look, we're fine with it, we're comfortable with it. We, we, we knew the game plan, we knew what we wanted to do. We knew, we knew how we could cause a problem as well, and we did. Um, Obviously, when when back to the walls like they were at times, you need to rely on defensive unit and your goalkeeper. And um, I can't be any proud of the players. Well, that well, the voice was, of course, the unmistakable tones of Mr Millwall. Neil Harris, who has returned with a bang, as the South London Press puts it, in Alex Grace's column, the four things we've learned from the weekend. Um, really, really impressive uh, victory on Saturday, dear listeners. And, you know, a follow-up to... Um, Relatively short build-up. There was none of the um, obviously came as a surprise. None of the build-up you would normally get with a, a you know a new appointment, and just one or two really really well chosen words by Neil and a wonderful post-match um, you know interview there with Max McLennan of Millwall TV. So um, as as the South London Press has put it here, Harris starts with a bang. It was not pretty. It was effective. It was a complete diametric opposite to everything that we saw in that um, limp performance last week at home to Sheffield Wednesday. But what a start for the new Harris regime. They, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. Before we get into today's voicemail show, um, I just want to mention Harvey's Den Cafe. We've been giving a bit of a boost to Harvey's Den in this weekend's shows. Um, Really good calls, obviously, part of the Mill Community Trust. But for your match day grub, why not think about popping into Harvey's Den? They do um, all your usual pre-match nosh, fry-ups, breakfast, all-day breakfast, patty and chips, you name it. They'll be doing it in there from 10.30 until 2 o'clock on a match day. It's open weekdays from 10.30 till various times during the weekdays for the kind of working crowd. But if you're there on a match day, um, give it a go. Give it a go. Everyone knows Harvey Brown. It's his cafe in the 
um, in the Lions Centre, de directly next door to the Turnstiles, the West Upper. Um, so yeah, Harvest Den Cafe, big up to them. Give it a go, why not? So yeah, this is this is the voicemail show. We did, did a few voicemails in yesterday's edition, dear listeners. This is the third show generated by the content from Saturday's Fantastic Win. It's Reasons to be Cheerful. This is part three. And we're going to start off our show today with John Rankins. Have a listen to John. Nick, our listeners, John Rankin here, just calling in after that brilliant win down at, um, down at Southampton. We were there in the away end. Got a bit wet walking down from the station. Um, but boy, oh boy, was it worth it. I'd like to mention a few things. I feel kind of, you know, Neil Harris made some interesting and, and correct selections there, and that's what I want to talk about first. First of all, this obsession with having a left-footed uh, left-back. You know, people forget Ian Dawes, right? You can play a right-footer at left-back um, as long as he sets himself up properly and shows the guy inside, you know, rather than outside, then he can use his right foot to tackle. So no problem there, and I think Danny Mac had a superb game at left-back. <clears throat> Ryan Leonard, brilliant at right-back. A little bit shaky to begin with, um, but he grew into the game and, and in the end, you know, he was really dominating that um, that right-back area. In the middle, Cooper and Tanganga, can't complain really. And Sarkic, what a performance, you know, came for a lot of balls. He made a brilliant save at the end, which I didn't see because uh, we were in the away end, obviously. So I'd like to see that on the uh, highlight reel. But on X, they said that it was, you know, a... A mad save, a fantastic save right at the end. Um, interesting midfield selection, which I totally agree with. I thought Billy Mitchell was my man of the match, actually. Um, and I thought Billy Mitchell, Danny Mack, George Savile and, and uh, Jake Cooper all played really well. And that's four sort of solid Neil Harris um, uh, players that um, produce the goods, really. I know we got Casper Denor on the bench. I'm not so sure where he fits in at the moment. Um, you could kind of, you know, George Honeyman did a job. We've got a lot of midfielders, and it's a question of picking the right midfielders, I think, for the match, for the game in hand. Southampton were brilliant. I mean, you know, 95% possession or something ridiculous. I, I thought they were going to put, you know, five or six goals on us. How we survived that, um, I don't know. And it's just sheer will and determination. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I thought Zian Fleming had a good game in spells. I think he might have to work on his sort of fitness a little bit, it seems to me. Um, but, uh, but who am I to criticise, you know? Beautiful penalty. Sent the goal in the wrong way and put it right into the side netting. It actually came in off the post, I think. So, copybook penalty. And the first goal, couldn't see much of it. Um, but um, it was brave, it was courageous, and it was from a uh, from a high ball, you know, a set piece, I think. The Southampton goal, well, I thought, oh, this is sweets off a baby. I mean, it was a lovely goal. Beautiful ball in after they were playing the ball round on the box. And the guy just stepped in and nipped in front of the defenders. But that was it. It was 2-1. What an atmosphere in the away end. It was interesting. We were getting a train back because uh, we're staying down in the in the New Forest area. And we were getting a train back to um, 
to a place in New Forest and there was some guys there, neutrals, who went down to watch the match and they were saying that the the sound of the monks chant was just unbelievable. You know, they'd never heard anything like it so loud. And the away end was absolutely terrific. I said to my son I was with, you know, this is one for you to remember, boy. 30,000 people in a, you know, in a premiership stadium on our away end completely dominating it. So, good performance from the lads on the pitch, great performance from the supporters. I'm a happy meal supporter. Come on, you lions. Great stuff, John. Yeah, that monk chant. There's a video doing the rounds. Um, listeners, do have a look on... Actually, if you haven't seen it already, you've probably seen it, I dare say. But, uh, yeah, it goes on for minutes. The only one that's ever beaten that, in my experience, in my time, was the cup final. It was a, it's a which, I mean, benefit of rosy-tinted 20-plus years now. It seemed to go on for the bulk of the second half in the, in the um, FA Cup final. But... It is a mighty roar when it gets going. No other club can do anything quite like it. I hear a lot of imitation attempts at it. I know it's Crystal Palace try and lift it a little bit in an attempt to um, put a bit of edge on their um, black ultra type of, um, you know, Germanic font type of uh, turnout. Um, And one or two other teams have a little dab at something like it, but no one at all, to my knowledge of football, does anything like the Millwall monk chant as I as I call it and um, it's, it is a terrific sound and it can't help but lift players it must do tired legs become rejuvenated when it's in full flow interesting point you make about Danny Mac John um, in fact I've got a little I've lifted I've stolen it the bitter comes out better on a stolen loop off of Millwall's official website I'm going to play Danny Mac's before I continue I'm going to play Danny Mac's interview with MT, uh, Mill TV Danny, a great away day and three points in the bag at Southampton. What's your feelings on that one? Yeah, I think the I think it showed on the pitch. Everyone gave 100%. Um, just over the moon, mate. Over the moon. Obviously, we give it everything today. We knew what it meant. And obviously, for the travelling supporters today, I think we give it them all. And uh, yeah, we, we owe them one. There you go. Short and sweet. I only ever lift off the um, ex-published videos for my own you know, use, which is obviously all donated to charity listeners. So no personal gain in it at all. Um, but yeah, just going back to John, um, Ian Dawes, wow, what a name to, to throw into the mix. He was indeed a right-footed left-back, and he was one of the best players I've ever seen in the Millwall shirt, part of the classic 1988 uh, promotion and first division days. I know he, was, uh, he wasn't in the promotion side, excuse me, he was uh, he signed for the first division, and he did have class. He stayed with us for, uh, for a few years, Ian. But he was right, right-footed, and he played on the left. Um, so that's high praise for Danny. I thought he did very well Saturday, Danny Mac. And um, I think that was reflective in that little clip. It's only a short one off of the Mill site. Um, but well done, Danny. And also, I make you right about Sarkic. That was a fantastic late, late save, game saving, um, you know, moment by, by uh, Martia Sarkic. Um, and yeah, I mean, Billy Mitch, oh, the whole team, I, I thought Tang, I've said before, Tanganga's my man of the match. But I wouldn't fight anyone that wanted to name somebody else. Billy Mitch, Ryan Leonard, George Savile. It was grit, proper middle grit, and that was so refreshing to see. Um, just going on to your Casper Denor comment, John. Yeah, I don't know where he does fit into this. I mean, it's a pity if we don't find a place or can't find a place for him in, in what is probably going to be a much more um, direct-looking middle side because I've really liked what I've seen from Casper, and he's a good passer of a ball. I really hope we can find a spot for him but uh, number one is survival and to survive 
clearly as the lesson of Saturday will show us, grit is required. So, um, yeah, brilliant stuff there by John. So we're going to move along now rapidly. We've got a few to get through today. Let's go for, um, let's go for Matt Webb. Hi, Nick. Matt Webb here um, on the crisp Sunday morning dog walk after a what we could say was a dogged performance against a very dominant Southampton. Last week I said I couldn't see Mill win another game. Um, that was obviously under the regime of Joe Edwards. And I'm glad I'm always proven wrong. But then what week we've had in the club has been quite uh, a monumentous one. Let's just put it like that. That divides opinion. How we set up yesterday? Well, we had four at the back. It looked like more of a five with Obafemi up top on his own. A few more eyebrows were raised with the, with uh, Billy Mitch coming in and Casper Denor being on the bench. But Harris is going to go to his trusty players that he knows. I'm obviously I'm a Millwall fan. I'm happy that we won, but I'm also a little bit just just slightly on the well pissed off. I'll say I'll say I'm pissed off. Not angry. Pissed off maybe because. I just think to myself, yesterday we we had a dogged performance, a Millwall-like performance, as the uh, cliché is now becoming. And I just wanted, I just asked myself, I said, where's that been? Like, you see at the end when Savile pushes Harris in front of the team and to make sure that the uh, 2,800 Wall fans appreciate him. And, you know, yeah, rightly so. Deserved it because our team was organised and marshaled and managed well. But again, I just think, why was you not doing that? Why, why, why was it? Okay, so it was a clash of personalities. Is it a clash of uh, ideas? Who knows? We don't know what went behind the back of the scenes. But yeah, I just come come out of there with a little bit of a Jesus Christ, lads. Like you could have been doing this four weeks, five weeks ago. We won't be in this situation as we're in. But nonetheless, we uh, we got a, a we ground grind out a result. 20% possession and win. That must be some kind of a stat to be in the record books, maybe. Couple of mentions on individual players. Um Tanganga, best performance in a Millwall shirt, 100%. That's the Jaffet Tanganga that we probably all were expecting. And it's taken a few games, granted, as we all keep saying, he needs to play to get match fit, but yesterday he showed his class. He was excellent yesterday. A few people around me were whining and moaning about Obafemi. Now, when you're playing one up front in a five, in the first half against the Southampton team that are going to take 80% possession, you ain't going to get much luck. However, the only one thing that Obafemi did, and it was a crucial thing, was to get that penalty. So, I don't think he did too bad, to be honest with you, um, in that first half, and then he got hooked. Because he did, as I say, he got that penalty, which is really good. And my final mention, and it is, I'm so pleased to say, is the goalkeeper's union here, Matty Sarkic. I thought that second half save was one of the best saves you'll see all season. And I'm hoping there's some other people on this pod and, and listeners who actually appreciate that. 
Actually, uh, someone come up to me afterwards and said to me, what do you make of him? What do you make of him? And I've said my same answer, all right. I said, he's good. He's very good. Give him a couple of more years, it'll be even better. But yesterday was an absolute great save against, uh, was it Armstrong, I think it was, that three-headed down, bottom right. Great save. And not only is it a great save to get down, but to parry it away, away from danger. So absolute credit to Matty Sarkic on that uh, occasion. It was nice to see so many fans travel and, you know, it was it really was pleasing to see a good crowd. Um, let's keep it up. Um, and let's just see what we can do in the next 12 more games left. We go to Watford at home on Saturday. I'm actually gutted because I can't make it. Really gutted. But all I'm just going to say is, yes, great result yesterday. Yes, the performance was was resolute and dogged. But let's not just get carried away just yet, okay? We've still got a lot more to do. You know, the results did not go our favour yesterday. You know, a great result away at St Mary's and we're still one point off the drop. Lo and behold, Stoke are now in there. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's take one game at a time and let's see what happens in the next few weeks. But all in all, a positive day positive result 12 to go come on your lines top stuff Matt um, yeah I mean the, the togetherness thing um, links I suppose in with where's the spirit been for some weeks um, probably the best time to be having that inquest the post-mortem on the season is once it's all over and done with let's hope we survive it's still not not a done deal it's a great start on Saturday but I think Neil Harris in the or in the South London press, they make the point that you've got to take that forward to play Watford next Saturday at home at the Den and get a result because if you don't do that, then Saturday was all for nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know, I don't know. Who knows what lies behind it? I, I I'm still struck by the fact that under Joe Edwards, we did get a few results. You know, the sequence of three wins, uh, QPR at home, wasn't it? And then a couple of wins after that, and. Um, they all seem to go disappear down the Swanee River or down the Thames River, in our case. So what happened? What happened behind the scenes? Who knows? Maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. But uh, I think for the time being, at least, it's togetherness. It's gonna that, that that unity, that essential mill unity between the terraces and the team that we saw on Saturday. That's what's going to keep us in the championship and staying in the championship is a really, really crucial thing this season. Listen, as we've said it a few times on this on this show. Um, mate, you're right about Odafemi. Um, Difficult to be a lone striker. It must be a lonely old role and you've got to just keep running off them for no great impact. But that was a great turn and shot that drew the penalty to put us back in front. I must admit when Southampton equalised, I can't be the only one listening to these shows that thought, here we go, we're, you know, here comes the um, the floodgates. Uh, we're going to open. Um, but it didn't. We got in front. We stayed in front. Fantastic wins. A big thank you to Matt Webb there for, for his thoughts. We're going to listen to the next Matt in there. new voice, Matt. I don't know what your surname is, Matt. I've got, just got Matt. So listen to Matt. Different Matt. Hello, Nick. Uh, just a quick one after the game yesterday. Um, obviously, over the moon with the result. Um, but being realistic, yesterday was nothing out of the ordinary, really, If you, in hindsight. Um, all, all we did was play players in position. Um, and... I, I struggle to understand why 
why Joe couldn't see this, to be honest. Um, all Harris has done is play players to their strengths. Uh, flooded the midfield, uh, protected the back line. Um, all of a sudden, Tanganga, who I'd written off, looks outstanding. Um, and I'd written him off. I thought he was shit. Um, Cooper, Cooper's confidence will return. Probably could have done better with a cross for the goal. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but um, his, his confidence will return. And I think in the same vein, maybe we're judging Wes Harding um, a bit harshly. Uh, maybe there is a player in there. Uh, the players defensively look shot to bits with no protection in midfield. So really, all, all Harris has done is, is just basic stuff. It's just played players in position. Um, it's, it, it's, it's circle pegs and circle holes, isn't it? Um, and really, we were crying out for that against Sheffield Wednesday uh, and crying out for it for a few months on that terrible run under Joe. Um, uh, absolutely no hard feelings for Joe, to be honest. Um, what he was trying to do, I think, is actually quite brave to try and do it here. Um, and, and I completely admire what he was trying to do, but also a little bit naive to try and do it before he'd had a few transfer windows and to try and make some of these players change their style and uh, just epitomises it yesterday where all of a sudden we look confident, we look strong, we look, we, we, we know what we, we know what the game plan is and, and players know what they're, what they're supposed to be doing and we're playing to their strengths. Um, and it's a shame Joe couldn't see that, to be honest, but he'll learn. I do wish him all the best. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm positive. I'm, I'm, it sounds like I'm being really negative, but I'm actually really positive about about the result. Of course, um, just fantastic to to get three points. Although everybody around us won, um, we I expected to be in the bottom three, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I walked out of Sheffield Wednesday. I thought I'm not going to this anymore. Um, I, the, I thought the writing was on the wall. I'll be back next season. We'll probably rebuild under Joe. But I think I've got to change my mind here. So uh, I better go and uh, tell the missus I won't be being dragged around Blue Water uh, for a few months yet. And uh, I'll see you all at Watford. All, all the best, Nick. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cheers, Matt. Well, Blue Water's loss is Millwall's gain, mate. That's all I'm going to say to you. Um, yeah, I think we've probably all been through that moral dilemma this these past seven days. It's just been a, 
a, a memorable week in Mill history. We do do drama very well, listeners, don't we? We are like a, a real life living soap opera, really. The uh, to reach the pits of despair, uh, home to Ipswich, and then follow it up with the uh, an even worse show against Sheffield. Sack one of the more promising coaches in the game in Joe Edwards, who I think will regard. His Millwall stint as, you know, it sounds a bit sarky when you say it, but he will regard it as a learning experience. I think you're probably right, Matt, in terms of trying to change too much too quickly halfway through a, a season. What was cut, wasn't cut and dried. I mean, when Joe took took us over, I think probably we all thought we didn't, we, we weren't looking downwards. Um, but as we've seen, a, a run of terrible results has put us into um, into dire straits. Um and unfortunately, the uh, the idealism of, of Joe has had to go out the window. Um, where Neil Harris sits in any kind of long-term plan, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know even the club knows, in truth. Um, I'm hoping that um, some of the things that he said about developing himself as a coach whilst he's been away, um, some of that will come true. I'd love for Neil Harris, Mr Millwall, at the end of the day, isn't he? Um, I'd love for him to be a success at our club because I can't think of a better combination. I can't really picture him managing anywhere else. He's a bit like Steve Morrison, the way that you know the, the den was Neil Harris's theatre. It remains his theatre. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of um, tactics we take at home versus Watford. Obviously, yesterday was the archetypal away performance. Yesterday, Saturday, was the archetypal away performance at Southampton. Um, number one priority is get a result versus what for that might require some ugly football at home but um we'll see we'll see uh, back to basics as you say Matt. yeah play players in position give them simple tactics and don't ask them to um play out the back like we're um johan cruyff's ajax 1974 that seems to be what it takes big thank you matt we're gonna have um run vince lee and then we'll listen to adam wick straight after vince let's run two together now Hello Nick, Vinny Block 2, uh, we're just sharing our thoughts in the car, uh, just after watching some police horses chasing Millwall through a park in Southampton. Um, all I can say is we've got our Millwall back, what a game, um, what an atmosphere. Fair play to Neil Harris, uh, the players played for him, um, which is something we haven't seen for a little while now. Um, I can't really pick out a man of the match, for, uh, Leonard was superb, Danny Mack was superb, Mitchell done some dirty work in the middle, um, and what a save by Sarkic, just amazing. Um, <laughs> On to Birmingham on Saturday. Come you Lions. Uh, morning, Nick. Just Adam Wicks here. Just leaving a quick voice note after yesterday's fantastic 2-1 win at Southampton. Um, Got to say, um, really enjoyed the uh, the taste of Russell Martin's salty tears after that performance. What an absolute, honestly. I, as someone I've got very little time for at all. Um, arrogant. Um, entitled, everything that we, we sort of dislike. Um, so very pleased he, he, things turned out the way they did. Um, listen, what can you say? It was, a great, it was a great day out, great away end. Um, fans turned up for Harris, team turned up for the fans. Um, players got stuck in, players that haven't really played that much. Billy Mitchell did really well. Danny Mack playing at left back, I thought was you know, very solid there. Um, Tanganga was great. Um, Savile um, sort of provided that bit of leadership that we've been crying out for. Um, Fleming, very good. I mean, very good. Everyone put in shifts, so I, I'll take my hat off to all of them. Um, 
really hope we can get a little bit of momentum now and just, just pull away a little bit. A um, couple of big games coming up. But I'm feeling a lot more confident that we're going to we're gonna do what we need to do to make sure we're in the championship next season. Um, and that's, you know, that's all, that's all we can ask, isn't it, really, after, after what's gone on. I think I'm just going to focus on trying to enjoy the, enjoy the football between now and the end of the season and hopefully get a few more results like that. Anyway, come on, you Lions. Cheers, Vinny, and cheers, Adam. Yeah, the Russell Martin thing's been, um, that's been like putting vinegar and salt on your chips, listeners, isn't it? You know, essential. You need, it's not enough to win. You also have to get under the skin of the opponents and provoke kind of distraught, um, nervous breakdowns online. There's, there's um, fake, a great post about from a Southampton fan saying how this droning noise went on and on and on and on. And it really got on his nerves. Um, and there's another one where um, I think it's a vlogger. Um, vlogging in the, in the, on the side stand, doing similar things. I think he's put his fingers in his ears, trying to block out the noise. It's it's also um, it's also patsy. <laughs> it's, you know, there, it's one of those moments. You know, I know we get some problems at the den. I know sometimes we're our own worst enemies, and um, you know, sometimes you think, oh, like recently, we've we've been for a pretty low point this season, and for a while before that. But the days like that where you just think, if there is a God, I'm not convinced there is, but if there is one, um, you just thank that deity for making you a Millwall fan because, um, you know, the Russell Martin meltdown, he didn't shake hands with Marty Sarkic at the end of the game because he's so pissed off. And then you get the kind of silly um, defenders from Southampton saying he tried to high-five him or something like that. I don't know what it's all about. He, he just had the arse. And I think that's just wonderful. That is what that you know this this cliche. We've got our Millwall back. Well, in those moments, yes, we really do have our Millwall back. And um, I hope the Millwall fans have got chased by the police horses. Um, you know, evaded, evaded capture. Anyway, let's move along now. Let's do another two together. We're going to go with Mark Willoughby, and then we'll have Glyn Horner. Hello, Nick. Mark Willoughby here. Um, I've had a fantastic evening. I've been out with friends, but. Uh, all I could actually really think about was the fact that we've been Southampton away. Um, before today, I've seen one win in 14 for Millwall, a couple of away trips in that. And quite frankly, I thought we'd never win again. I was there the last time that we beat Southampton at their place in August 1989 when Cass scored a late winner. Today I was not there, but I felt as good as I did that day. By the way, that was the last time we won away in the top flight. I think that Joe Edwards was a good man. He spoke a good name, a good game, but was badly let down by the players. And the same players that lost 2-0 at home last week to a side that we beat 4-0 away a few months ago were able to win against promotion hopefuls away today that says everything really they should be ashamed of themselves they've caused a good man to be sacked unfortunately for him that's all in the past now but thanks Joe Edwards for trying your best Neil Harris is an inspired choice to lead us forward there's some 
people that think that it's a backward step. I don't agree. Uh, who do we think we are would be my reaction to that. Unless James Berylson puts in a ton of money or we get a different owner, this is our station in life. We are a championship side of limited resources and we are very, very lucky that Neil Harris agreed to come back to us and leave a decent job at Cambridge. So I want to say thank you to Neil for doing that, the call of Millwall has hooked him in and we are uh, the recipients of that. We should be very grateful. And um, I certainly am. An 18 month contract does seem a little bit strange um, because a lot of people would say, well, it'd be very good to get us out of a hole, but he's not gonna come for four months and leave a good job. We have to give him 18 months. We have to, um, respect him by giving him a good crack of the whip so don't know what's in store for us but i've enjoyed tonight because of what he's given us today and um let's hope that he can do great things in the next few games and uh keep us up and we go from now come on you lions hi nick glenn here and yeah, what a what a relief to be calling you after that performance yesterday at uh, Southampton. It, you know, if I could sum that that whole performance up in one word, it would just be grit. I mean, they, everyone threw their body on the line, put their heads where it hurts, and showed full commitment um, to the club and to to each other. Most importantly, that togetherness was so apparent yesterday, and I think it, it probably was always there. It's just that you know confidence was low and heads would drop. But you know the players obviously, I think in the main, do get on with each other and and, and respect each other. I, I want to make a few mentions. I, I I think I mentioned last week. I thought Jaffet Tanganga had the best game in a Millwall shirt last week. He went one better this week because he put in that level of performance and he showed real, real commitment. He got hurt, he threw his body on the line, he blocked shots, he scored a goal. Without a doubt, if, if that guy can maintain that level of commitment and level of performance between now and the end of the season, I'd be hoping we sign him because that's terrific performance. There. And, uh, you know, there's a player with a huge future ahead of him when you consider just how young he is, actually. Um, the other thing is, I, I you know, I think we've seen attempts by people like well especially Fleming actually um to try and take on a leadership role because I think this is this is an indication of the maturing of the player actually because I think when he came here he was you know he was he was the Billy Big Boots when he, he was coming here with all the talent and all the skill and you know that, that when he started to get uh, sniffed around by the Premier League clubs you could tell he was he was maybe you know sort of thinking about his own personal situation above the team and of course once the team started failing to perform his, his lack of performance was, was starting to sort of stand out like a sore thumb and more recently I think we've seen Fleming come to terms with the fact that like actually he has a role of leadership to play within this squad um a lot of players do look up to him a lot of fans do look up to him and if he uh if he wants to sort of be the great player that he can be um then one of the things one of the skills he's going to have to add to all that excellent talent is leadership and i thought he in the last two three games he has been really attempting to do that and I thought yesterday he led from the front and I noticed that Harris went over and gave him you know some special attention towards the end it was well deserved um you know Zian if you hear this 
carry on mate because every team needs more than one skipper on the pitch you need leaders throughout the spine of the team and you can be that player uh really happy with Mateusz Sarkic to pull off that really vital important save towards the end I, I still think his kicking needs to be worked on you know for a player who's meant to be a great sort of partial of the ball too many times you know at least once or twice a game we'll see him kick the ball straight out of play and um you know that that's not really acceptable if you know that's the main reason you're in the team um also you're in the air my, you know, I'm, I'm a bit old-fashioned when you know my, my two favorite goalkeepers when I was a kid uh, were Neville Southall and Brian Horn, and um, you know when you watch those guys, if they pulled off a save, they held on to the ball, even if it was a full stretch, full length diving save, they held on to the ball, and and I think there's a place in the game for that. We don't have to keep patting the ball away if, because it's you know it's, it's going to be hard to get to, and I think that's the level of commitment we need to see from Sarkic, um, a bit of bravery, a bit of courage, because uh, he's got the talent. So let's let's hope we'll see that uh, improvement from him. And then I just thought finally, you know, I didn't say this before the game. Um, I had a funny feeling Ryan Longman was going to be a Neil Harris type player. He, he reminds me in some ways of, um, you know, the likes of Danny Schofield, you know, sort of ethereal, uh, sort of uh, talented, sort of, you know, lightweight, maybe a bit unfair, but, you know, that, that kind of player who drifts up and down the side and, you know, can contribute to goals, but has that little bit of magic quality. And I, I, I think... Longman actually probably does have that in his in his locker actually the, the the thing with Longman is is that he's he's got some nice step overs and tricks and things all too often when he gets up the far end of the pitch he suddenly looks up and then you can see the panic in his eyes when he tries to work out right I've got it now what do I do with the ball um and, and maybe an attacking coach like Harris is the right person to sort of give him the give him the right coach and the right training that he needs so that once he gets into those dangerous areas he's hurting the opposition um and because he's got that all-rounder ability I think he he, he will fit into either wing back or or maybe even playing up front or straight out and out winger and and Harris likes that kind of player so yeah, I reckon we'll be seeing more of Ryan Longman. Um, and then just final mention, really happy for, for Billy Mitchell to sort of, you know, stamp his mark on the team. I, I'm not buying the criticism that that boy gets. We could not afford to buy that bloke if he was currently playing in someone else's first team. Like, he's a quality midfielder. And yes, if options aren't available, he will pass backwards and forwards. But he is a strong uh, player. He's good with the ball at his feet. And he can pick a forward pass if the uh, the forwards are giving him the right options. So, long may it continue. Um, the reign of Neil Harris is, is continues. And, and, you know, judging by yesterday, what a response. What a response. Come on, you Lions. Let's do this all again now. 12 more games to go. Fantastic stuff, Glyn. And before him, Mark. Um, yeah, what inspired, I think Mark said it, inspired choice of manager Neil Harris. I mean, I, I wasn't alone in being taken aback by, um, I'm, I'm not so much about the loss of Joe Edwards. I think that was unfortunately sealed, signed, sealed and delivered five o'clock last, last Saturday. But the uh, I, I didn't see Neil Harris coming, dear listeners. Certainly not. With him, you know, ensconced in a job over at Cambridge, with um, the probability that he was going to do well for them, because he does take, um, you know, everyday players and get more out of them, and that's certainly what we saw on Saturday. Glenn, your point about Fleming and and the leadership role, I think I, I, I think I've said it in the series of shows we've done this weekend. Um, I was really struck also by the fact that Harris went over to. Zian Fleming at the end of the game. There's, a, I think, there's a picture of him online, arm around him, talking to him, talking to him quite intently, actually. 
and I do believe that um, you, there's a lot more that Zian can give. And I think if he has made the the maturity connection, so to speak, that leadership and the team are greater than in the individual, um, big thing to absorb maybe when you're very good at a certain sport or talent, you have talent. But if he's if he's if that's clicked, and I did notice on his Instagram um, feed, uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, kids. Um, he, he posted a picture of, of the celebrations on Saturdays, Ian, with the word team. So maybe the team ethos is connected in, in Zian's head in a way that maybe it means something now in a way it was just a word previously. I don't know. I don't know. do agree about uh, Jeff Tanganga, Glenn. I mean, we've said a few times over these shows, Man of the Match, but it was a real physical um, display, a warrior. I, I, it's a cliche you read a lot in this social media driven world that we live in nowadays warrior this and warrior that but that was because he physically put himself on the line for the goal got the goal and then he was crunching into tackles and he was a he was a monster he reminded me of barry kitchener in his pomp and that is huge huge praise for somebody of my vintage dear listeners so big thank you there glenn and mark and we're going to close the show now with uh, our last one today this series of three, three editions. I'm going to be doing this as a full-time job soon, listeners. David Leader Crumbs. Let's roll out with David. And um, big thank you to everyone that's contributed. Hi, Nick. Uh, David Leader Kramer here. Um, I usually don't send any message to you when I've not actually seen all the game. And certainly I wasn't at Southampton today. But I was so stunned by the performance and the result that I thought I ought to send something after last week's absolute shambles. Well, what are seven days for Millwall? Um, last week, I think like all of us, I was in the depths of despair and couldn't see anything other than an absolute thrashing by Southampton. Uh, and then, of course, Harris comes in. I actually think it. I, I think it's a good appointment. Um, not because I think Harris is a great tactician, but just we need to get our club back and he is, without question, the best person around to do that. Um, what happens at the end of the season if we stay up uh, is, remains to be seen. But even so, I think it's it was it was the only appointment we could make. Anyway, back to yesterday. Um, I've seen that the extended highlights, and clearly we just did a job, uh, no question about it. Blunted them, got the odd bit of good fortune, but it looked to me as if we were pretty 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 secure in the second half. Um, special mention for Tanganga, I think who looked pretty good as well against um, Sheffield Wednesday last week actually I thought he played quite well and today had a terrific game at both ends of the field, both ends of the park um, and then finally that save by Sarkic which I thought was really top draw really top draw he does have his deficiencies he's he can be very insecure at crosses he does make the odd mistake but when you pull out a world-class save like that and it really was a fantastic save to save us um, two points, then um, you've got to take your hat off to him. Um, like us all, I'm buzzing. It's a you know great, great feeling at long last not to wake up and feel thoroughly depressed by your team. Um, and that amazing stat, which is the first time we've won, um, having conceded a goal all season, which shows you, I think, exactly uh, you know how we've been doing up until now. Anyway, up the Lions and on to Watford next week. Absolutely, David. Cheers, mate. Yeah, um, it's a strange thing, football, isn't it? It reminds me of, um, I've never been an alcoholic, but they do say one of the big, big moments is when you stop drinking and you don't wake up 
feeling like shit the next morning. <laughs> and this is the relief of being a Millwall fan. I think we're probably Millwall holics, aren't we? That we've woken up Sunday morning um, having had a good win, and we're not feeling like misery. You know, um, I don't know if that's the right analogy. Apologies to anyone out there that is struggling with their issues. Um, yeah. So anyway, big. Thank you to everyone, everyone that's contributed to the show. If you'd like to contribute, if you want to send me your thoughts, musings and whimsies post-match or in the week or whenever you like, really, listeners, um, give me a shout. You can contact me on X. You can send direct messages, and they do let you um, send sound messages. Uh, a number of the messages on these shows, these free shows, this weekend have been um, X direct message voice notes. Um, if you prefer give me a shout and uh, we can exchange mobile numbers you can send me whatsapp voice notes you know um the modern world is a wonderful thing and you can now be um directly contributing to a show that generates money that we donate to the lion's food app because that's what we do with all the takings from our show i'm really proud of that and um, it's a fantastic cause and as i said at the start of the show support your local businesses including Harvey's Den Cafe because that's part of the community trust and it does so much fantastic work locally there we are dear listeners that's the third part of this weekend's coverage of one of the most memorable days in recent times to be a Millwall fan um, I'm going to play us out now it's fast becoming a tradition which is the the very very um, particular version of the old spiritual number when the saints go marching in uh, so take it away the uh, Southampton brass band accompanied by the Millwall Choir. Until the next edition, listeners, thanks for listening. Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now.